sing it one and all. Join in the chorus, North Melbourne's on the ball. Good old North Melbourne, the champions you'll agree. North Melbourne is the team that plays to win for you and me. Hello and welcome to I'm Nate Seven, your part-time host this week. And for tonight we have again and Kang Forever returns, unfortunately. And this week we'll have no guests, but... Um, this week we're going to go a little bit off tap because it is a Friday night and we really just don't give a fuck. So, boys, welcome. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good, mate. And guys, yourselves? Yeah, very good. Uh, so, as I said, we didn't, we don't have a Brisbane person lined up because, for whatever reason, Queenslanders don't believe in daylight savings. Um, something to do with being rednecks and farmers or, I don't know. Sorry, Casso. How are you going? And are you there? Um, <laughs> so, we've got no... We, so, I think we, we were going to have Beamster or someone from... Um, no, actually, no. Scrap that. I didn't even know who we were going to have some asshole from up north. Um, the first thing would just be like, well, this show would just be like every other show. We're just going to go run through it. Um, we'll just have a bit of two thumbs up, two thumbs down, uh, which is basically a couple of negatives and a couple of positives from previous week or just how the club is going at the time. Uh, then we'll talk about a bit of, uh, uh, we'll have a brief you know, general discussion on the VFL. There'll be some club discussion, a bit of history there from the boys, not from me because really I haven't done much this week. <laughs> Like, like most weeks. Um, what else have we got here? In player reviews, there'll be some key matchups that we'll look at those. But first of all, I just want to get straight into thumbs up, thumbs down, and try and keep this show somewhere two hours this time. So, boy, fire away. What have you got for some thumbs up, thumbs down? Just something positive, something negative, whether it be game related or just club related. Off you go. Oh, I'll go up first then. Seeing Quiv's probably got nothing. My first thumbs up goes to Robbie Tarrant for another good game for the club. 24 disposals as a full-back, centre-half-back is very good against Taylor Walker. He absolutely smashed him. And my second thumbs-up will have to be the return of Daniel Wells. Absolute sex, that bloke. Uh, my only thumbs-down is the in- injury to Jed Anderson. What about yourself, Quiff? You got anything at all? I do, I do. Uh, Todd Goldstein, obviously, has carried his form from last year right in the round one, which helped us get over the line, um, so that's bloody good. <coughs> And uh, winning round round one, obviously, is another big, massive thumbs up. Well, I suppose that leads into me. So I'll just keep it brief. So I just want to echo what you guys have said, but also what Philly Roo said last week um, about leading into and having, you know, a round one win, which is hopefully it's the monkey off the back this time, beating Adelaide, which, to be honest, a lot of us haven't really been too confident with. But also um, the return of Daniel Wells, not just the return, but a massive impact, and he was he was really positive in that game. Um the membership continues to rise, and that's another one I want to echo from from last week and every other week, actually, is that continues to grow. I know even Jay-Z mentioned that. So uh, I think we're hitting 39,000 at the moment, roughly. Um, so it looks like we're going to barrel through 40,000 and um, smash our record this year, fingers crossed. My only thumbs down would be Kanga, the return, and I saw this, I accidentally shat my dax, the return of the two weeks injury thread. Every time I see that during that pop up, I'm like, oh, fuck's sake. Is it Taylor Garner's 18-month hamstring? Brackets, two weeks. <laughs> Seriously, I, I lose my pants over that. <laughs> oh, I can't deal with it. So, look, that'd be great if we could get rid of it. I understand that it's good to keep, uh, keep all this uh, plebs you know, in contact with the club and, you know, what's going on, but I, I really do lose my shit over that. Um, <laughs> have we got any... <laughs> on the subject of feces or, you know, positive and negative, have we got anything else or is, are we just going to leave it there? Well, I'm happy to leave it there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday night, who cares? 
before I move on, actually, just a bit on a matter of indulgence, Quiv. Um, massive happy birthday. Um, I don't know, you're not just the only one to have a birthday recently. Um, there's going to be quite a few upcoming. So, um, yeah, happy birthday, old mate, and um, keep doing whatever you're doing, whatever the, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> Thanks, Nate. I appreciate it. No, I do a lot. That's what I do. Yeah, Did you get him any presents, Nate? Uh, I, I or something chocolate related. Well, it's, it's funny you mention that because I think I mentioned you something to you the other night. I was going to send him a, a nice picture of some of the artistic work that I put into the toilet the other night. I thought, oh, it's <laughs> tag you in it. I'm because glad all, you didn't. We all know you're the king of um, fecal material on the general discussion board. But <laughs> oh, ten minutes in, we're already talking about fecal matter. So for all the listeners out there, get over the general, general discussion board. Just Google poo or whatever, and his name will come up pretty much in every thread as a creator or a poster or a liker. That's the way he rolls. But I don't blame him because I actually joined in that fund last year and just for a little bit, just, you know, for research purposes, but that's all. Um, anyway, that's all. So just on the VFL while we're at it, a long way away from poo, um, we've just no, heard not, that... No, it's not. <laughs> well, if, oh, yeah, some of the players and some of the, some of the crap that was going on in that game, I'll tell you what. So tonight... Being a Friday night, they'll play against the AIS AFL Under 18 Academy side at the MCG as the precursor to the Toothless versus the, um, the membership microwavers. So, Richmond out at the MCG. Um, congrats to Philly Ruin. All of the updates they've put through to all the relevant threads, the stats, and some of the photos that have been coming on through. Um, just another thing of note on tomorrow being Saturday at midday, they play against friggin' no, fucking Footscray at Ted Whitten Oval or VU Oval, whatever the hell it's called, midday. That'll be the remainder of the VFL side, and I'm tipping a massive thumping uh, by Footscray over Werribee because it'll be a whole lot of development league players and, yeah, probably club link, local club players, I'd say, to make up that side because there's no way these guys can back up tomorrow morning. Um, I now want to move on to, because that's all it is for the VFL, because they've just got a couple of weeks of practice matches, which I just think is garbage, um, as has been noted on the main board. And questions, boys. I know you guys have seen them. I'm just being interrupted. Can you shut the door? Um, first one from GG is, sorry, great Gatsby. How did you see Todd Goldstein's game? And he prefaces this with, personally, I think he had one and a half at half, one and a half dicks at half time, and a massive four at full time. How did you break his game? <laughs> You take that one, Quiv. Well, as, as touched on earlier in my thumbs up, thumbs down, uh, I, I rated it bloody, bloody highly. But How many goals, dicks? Oh, oh, he was infinity last year. He's, he's in, he hasn't gone backwards, so he's still infinity. But, yeah, but, uh, yeah, very good, Mr. Gatsby. It was very good. What about you, little man? <laughs> oh, women don't normally call me that, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Basic, <laughs> so we're talking about Dix and Goldstein. No, look, he, I was able to watch basically the third quarter and the fourth quarter, and he was immense. He's consistent marking. He can keep going with that all year, and I'll be satisfied. His ruck work does need a little bit of work, but, you know, that's, I'm happy that he's got areas he feels he can improve on, but he's, he's brilliant. So about six dicks and all. That's good. <laughs> Nine dicks. Um, so, a great Gatsby follows that question up with, on that subject, uh, when will Nahas get a game? <laughs> <laughs> when will Tripod get a game? Um, and everyone loves a good Tripod joke, so that's um, cute. That's that you. done for the evening. Um, yep. We're all done here. <laughs> Close the thread. <laughs> um, on a serious note, I don't see Tripod, sorry. <laughs> I don't ah. see him getting any games this year. I'd, 
that's my prediction. I don't think he'll get any games this year at all. I, yeah, I'm sort of in a similar boat. I know we had this discussion off here prior to recording last night, and I, I kind of, I actually tend to agree with you there. And I, I went off subject and spoke about another player who is new to the club from another who I don't think will get any games. And um, the one thing for me that'll be really, I suppose, annoying is Nahas is such a good clubman and such a Oh, he's, his work ethic and attitude has been absolutely first class. And you hear about it and you see it and you see him at the VFL games and the amount of support that he'll, if he's played the night before for North and he goes and supports, you know, his mates at Werribee and he goes along with Jack Siebel and he goes along with a few of the other guys. Um, when Durden and Nielsen were injured, they would all go along together. And his support for the VFL guys and his, you know, rally the troops and that sort of thing. I think he realises his time is very short, like most players is, but his is far shorter than the rest of them. Yeah. Um, I think it's, he's probably come to the realisation it's coming probably a lot sooner than he thinks, and I think it's very unfortunate. I'd actually be really disappointed if he didn't get a game, but I can see, I could understand why. And, um, oh, look, I wouldn't be sort of spitting chips. I wouldn't be, you know, cracking it like a lot of the people in the, the game day threads like to do, week in, week out. But, look, you know, it is what it is. And um, squad, the North Melbourne squad is getting stronger and stronger. And it is, actually, while I'm on that subject, um, there was actually a discussion uh, the last couple of weeks on the North board and even on the AFL main board about rating our list this year versus last year and comparing the, the rookie or the, the new draftees. And I was actually saying to Kanga that I just think it's in hindsight we're saying, oh, well, last year's was an absolute bust when you're looking at Nerd, uh, Nielsen, Durden, Dix Willis, Fordham and the rest of them. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's just a pretty ordinary comparison, but we, I think we just did get really lucky. And it was just thanks to Cam Joyce and the rest of the, the recruiters um, that we did really well. And I think we just, we basically raped that that draft. We really did this, all well, this, well, 2015, whatever. Anyway, that's enough Nahas and Dixon. Um, so... From Beatron, I think this is. Uh, Luke McDonald, future back, back pocket or damaging utility? You want to take that one, Quiv? Hopefully a damaging utility. He's got he's got the ability there. He's got to find it and then keep it once he finds it. Mm. Um, yeah, I do agree. I would love to see him as that Luke Hodge utility type player. But look, he, Minus he, the sniping, though. And, yes. <laughs> it's a shame you broke his hand. I didn't say it, you did. Yes, I know. I'm, I'm not going to back down from my little comments. Um, okay, Andrew Swallow, past it or working his way slowly back to his best? I'm going to cop a lot of flack, but I never thought he was as great as a lot of people see him to begin with. So um, he's he's where he is. Um, yeah, I, I can see your point of view, and you've always stuck your guns on that. But um, it's his tackling which gets him a lot of fans. And I, I do rate his tackling. It's still good, but he's still lacking that little bit of extra pace to start off with when he works his way out of the clearance area. Like that first couple of steps that he used to show off just not even three years ago. I think he's trying to get over this Achilles business that he doesn't have the confidence to absolutely go hell for leather first step off his Achilles. So in Heinz, in saying overall, I think he's still working his way back to his best. I tend to agree with you there. I think and I'm going to cop a lot of a lot of flack for this. I know Philly Roo's going to be the straight on the phone, on the blower to me. Once he leaves the MCG from the, the toothless... And recharges his phone. <laughs> is, he, is, what, is he on 5% battery? Oh, that's sort of good. He won't be hearing this for a while. At least I won't get a barrage of messages at midnight. Um, he knows, and I've said this to both, to you two and with... Sorry, and to Philly and to um, Jay-Z and a few others when we've been at North Games. Um, I, would have been, I wouldn't have cared if we actually traded Swallow. 
Um, and I know people are just going to be like, what the fuck? Um, and at the time, I also said Daniel Wells, but that was when Daniel Wells couldn't get on the park. And I think my other reasoning for that was to free up cap space. And like, how, how long can you spend resources, you know, time, money and effort into a guy who is just not getting there? But then again, okay, this is the one and only time that I'm wrong and that I've been proven wrong. So whatever. I've still got runs on the board. Um, so stick with me. Um, so K4E. <laughs> Yeah, shut up, I can hear you laughing. Jay, so to know, what impact will Jed's injury have and who do you see taking his spot in the long term? Well, in terms of impact on the personal level for Jed, it's, you know, it's a bit heartbreaking to see because you can see that he loves, he's love, loving North at the moment. He's really bought into the culture, not the stupid fake bloods culture of Sydney, but actual positive family culture that North seems to have developed. And it, it's going to take him a long time to get back to just basic fitness so and match fitness so he can actually play for North. In terms of our structure, it does open the door up in terms of the small forwards. So Turner will be getting a few extra games that he might or might not have been playing. Maybe Jamont, but I'm not sure if he has some niggling injuries. I'll have to check that, but I don't see him as a half forward. I see him as an inside mid, but I wouldn't mind him coming off half forward. So short answer long. <laughs> Basically, it will have a basically a negative impact for Jed, but a, maybe a positive for the team. Okay, cool. Um, what about Queensland Post, as Jay Lind has asked, um, which three players are pivotal going beyond the prelims? Goldstein, Tarrant, and Wells. Oh, for the obvious reasons. Quiv, have you got any? Or I, I sound biased, but I'm going to add Atley to that. I reckon they are... Uh, well playing Atley is very vital to Just for me, I wouldn't mind throwing in a Jared Waiters. Mm. Uh, oh, yes. Old mate Wild Bill like to say, you know, worth the wait in September and all this sort of stuff. And it's <laughs> that's a good call. He was a good pick-up. He really was a great pick-up. I reckon that's probably, if I'm going to play Devil's Advocate, and the only one I'm going to go different to you guys, that's the one that I'm thinking. Um, in years gone by, I might have said Aaron Black. but yeah. Well, based off his form, like I, I like Aaron Black. I I hope he does make it. I'm not going to comment on his year at the moment, but he didn't have a great year before we bought Jared Waite, and I can see why the club did it, that it is our window, and we just couldn't afford to just keep wondering if he was going, his form was going to improve. No, I hope it does. The term actually brought up was that he was an insurance policy if and or when something happened to, God forbid, um, yeah, Black, Tarrant, whoever, but um, yep. Waite coming through, I think so many people have been proven wrong they just had shit thrown in their face sorry to go back to that again but they have and i i mean i know initially i was just like why uh did we get him but i can see why and um i know some of our former podcasters were really vitriolic more so actually with picking up jed anderson than they were um jared Waite. uh but yeah it's just a shame also that's also i'm just all over the joint tonight because i'm really it's really late it's past my bedtime really even though it's still sun, sun up. Um, what else have I got? Oh, yeah, one more question. Um, and it's for any of whoever wants to jump in first. Who do you see as the biggest winners and the biggest losers from round one away from the North and Brisbane game? Or, sorry, away from North. You want to go, Cliff? Um, as in team losers, I reckon Collingwood, the major one for me, I had them pegged going reasonably far in the finals. It's called for thumping like that. That surprised me, and I think the other obvious one is Fremantle. Um, mm. That was just a, just a horrible day for Fremantle. Um, nobody played well. It was just just very ordinary. That's interesting. 
Um, the two, I'll pick two winners then. Uh, the Mel- Melbourne for me, I I really rated their preseason. Um, it, they just played a good brand of attacking football. They, they still got a lot of flaws. They're still got a youngish team. I can see the way that they're going to progress forward, and I think next year they're going to be definite top eight. Uh, as for the other winners, I'm not going to say Western Bulldogs because Nate might murder me. I won't say no, West Coast. Um, I have to say, even though St Kilda lost, they won a lot of respect from me. I, I like the way they go about it. They play a good, contested brand of football, and I think they'll take a lot of positives against their game against Port. So that's mine. How about you, Nate? Um, it pains me to say this, but there's probably the Bulldogs. Um, and, he, and secondly, this week, Gillen McLaughlin, Gilligan, as he, everyone likes to refer to him, is, is referred to their game plan as sexy. And um, their coach was on radio during the week saying, oh, that's great. And he was, he was all chuffed by it. And he was, oh, well, I hope he's just saying that late through to September. And I'm thinking, fuck, I hope he's not. Um, they, they've proved they're a good team. Um, look, I can, you know, I can acknowledge that even though I really dislike the club and I dislike the team for a number of reasons. Well, everyone has their team that they dislike, whether it be Essendon or Port Adelaide or West Coast. For me, it's... Or Richmond. <laughs> or the... Bloody Tigerfish. <laughs> Can you hate them, really? I mean, they, they are their I, own worst. I, I love them, though. They melt when they win. They melt when they That's lose. They melt good. their mic- stuff in their microwave. I just love them <laughs> and hate them. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's funny, actually. I actually had a question from um, our old mate from the Richmond board. He actually wanted to ask me, should I go with it? Quiz? You know who it is, old mate. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Why not? He wants to know who is... But this is probably meaning we've got to name someone. I don't really want to do this. Who is the biggest keyboard masher on the North Melbourne board? And there's probably... <laughs> <laughs> you, you could look through the fucking the game day thread. You could look through the um, the 19 or 20 Saxcots threads or the 19 or 20 um, drop Gibson forever threads. You could probably find... You know, it'd be shooting fish in a barrel type thing and you could come up with a number of posters. If you want, um, I quit the forum threads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> Who would know that? <laughs> Accused of being a masher in Bay 13, that was an interesting experience. Yeah, but they just want you to melt, and that's it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I used to just only report really bad stuff, or, or even on the main board. Like, I'm a bit of a stickler for rules kind of thing, but only on the main board because it's like Bay 13 light, but the two cowardly to go to Bay 13 to cop it back. So that's why I yeah. tend to report a little bit more on the main board, and I've copped shit off, you know, guys like Starburns and all that for, you know, so called mashing. I don't mash on the north board, and I've, I've very much stopped it on the main board, and I never do it on Bay 13. You, I don't think you'd want to. And um, look, I, I think um, credit where credit is due to the north mods, um, both past and present. Um, it has been cleaned up somewhat. Yeah, there's still a bit more to go, but that's. I mean, you can't help. A lot of the personalities are on there, both new and old. Um, after a couple of particular threads a year or so ago, they've. Things have certainly been cleaned up. But, oh well, you just you can't help human emotion. That's what it is all the time. Um, we are a very emotional bunch, as you've seen. And um, look, there's, there's nothing more you can really say. But anyway, moving on. Um, we want to go into a bit of a section on North Melbourne club discussion, history, and what's been happening. Um, Kangaroo, I know you've got a bit to say in terms of the AGM, but also just some history going back. Um, close to, is it 90 or 100 years? Is that right? Yes, in 1930s. 
All right, so yeah, do you want to just tell us a bit about uh, North Melbourne in the 1930s and, and what you've discovered through your um, cultural learnings of North Melbourne Football Club? No worries. I know that was a prompt before. I kind of screwed you there. <laughs> no worries. Um, so this is basically... I found two articles on the Trove site, which is basically... has It's basically a digital library of the National Library of Australia. So that's a lot of the historical articles. A lot of these you can find, obviously, on Big Footy as well, on the history... AFL history side of things. So I'll just basically go over these articles. So the first article was a plan in 1935 at the start of the season to exclude two clubs, and you guess it. One of them was North Melbourne, and the other one was Hawthorne. And basically, nothing eventually happened because they didn't get the three quarters majority. They needed to get rid of North Melbourne and Hawthorne. But the five clubs that pushed for the removal of North and Hawthorne were South Melbourne, Richmond, they pushed very big for that, Collingwood, Fitzroy and Carlton. And they felt that the league was getting too big, so they were planning to exclude two of the newer clubs. And a week after, so this was in February 1935, and a couple of weeks later, North had a good go at Richmond over um, trying to exclude North from the league. So they're not so friendly with Richmond, it seems, Nate. Well, <coughs> actually... Yeah, it's funny because I know you told me this in the pre-show that it was from the night you thought it was um, Essendon. You know, that's why a lot of people have been saying, you know, in the city trade, fuck, we hate Essendon because we used to throw bricks at them in the early 1900s when they came to Arden Street at their players and their spectators and their entire club just just because, uh, or half-house bricks as it was back then, um, that they wanted. And I also thought it was Essendon that tried to vote us out. But um, as someone else told me, that apparently it happened a few times by a couple of different clubs that they wanted North Melbourne out. Um, why they did... <clears throat> Well, it's interesting you say talk about the Essendon thing because this art, the second article says that um, Essendon didn't want declined to vote even they didn't want to vote at all for the elimination they didn't vote either way. So do you think it could have helped or hindered? I think that helped doing? us in the end because the other to exclude North they needed three quarters of the vote, not just half. Oh, so I think that did help okay. us. They didn't vote either so, way. So they needed a three quarter majority in favour of getting rid of us for it to actually be enacted. Yeah, and they only got five clubs, so they didn't quite get there. They're roughly about half-ish, just under half. Bloody lucky that we're not gone. Um, now, have you got anything for us from the recent AGM, or was that covered last week? Uh, we didn't mention much. It was just basically members of the club re-elected directors, Glenn Archer, Greg Scallon, and Jeff Lewis at the annual AGM. So that's pretty much that's all the news from the AGM, basically. That's all good. Um, we have I can hear you in the background, that's all. Get ready to turn your mic back on because if you're ready, I wouldn't mind going into a brief review of the round one win and Daniel Wells' comeback, Jed Anderson's um, high hamstring injury. Um, the game that I left at three-quarter time because I was losing, I was fucking going bananas. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean left? You weren't even there. No, no, well, I left the pub. I was in the pub and at three-quarter time I left the pub. So I went and kicked the shit out of my pillow and my bed, rather than bite, rather than bite the pillow, I kicked the shit out of my pillow, and rather than get kicked out of the pub, I did the honourable thing and left the pub, <laughs> staying in the back of it anyway, away, just downtown. Um, so yeah, that's how I recover from my training, from a hard ocean training, is go to the pub. Anyway, um, boys, review, let's go. How did you see it? Wells, dead, Brad Scott, because I know it's going to happen. Goldstein was in there. And yeah, let's go. Kanga. Off you go. Off I go. Well, 
I only was able to follow the game first half on the phone, so thankfully I didn't have to watch what was apparently a, not a very good showing by our boys, by a lot of the first half. For the second half, I was able to catch most of it, so I got to see Goldstein absolutely tear it apart. He always does. Apparently it was quite even up to that point, so well done to Goldie on that score. His contested marking and work around the ground just lifted that extra 10%, and Jacobs just couldn't go with him at all. He, he was puff, he was a puff body in the game. As for Tarrant, Tarrant was very good. His kicking is interesting at times, I must say. Uh, Wells was brilliant. Absolutely outstanding. Like he, he doesn't have to touch the ball much, but everything he touches is gold. And the tackling. The tackling by Gibbo. I, 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 I like Gibbo. I don't care what anyone says. I, I reckon he did, he's great for the team. He lifted us in that second half, and that prompted everyone else to lift. How about you, Cliff? What did you take out of it? Um, you mentioned mine again uh, with Tarrant Goldstein. Uh, Boomer Harvey, his third quarter, was incredible. That drags over the line, really, or at least got the boys up and going. Uh, Slim, oh, gosh. Uh, Jed Anderson, before he got injured, he was just a machine. That was from his, uh, from his Collingwood game where he just wanted to tackle everyone and get everyone, so that was great. Uh, Hawthorne game, sorry, um, I'll, I'll, sorry, I'm trying to, I'm struggling to remember. It was my birthday. I was having a good time that night. <laughs> no worries. Uh, you want me to tell Apparently you? Were at, uh, <laughs> what was I'm that? I'm you were at the game. Is this correct? You were at the game? Oh, yeah, I was at the game. Yeah. But he doesn't remember it. <laughs> but I, I may have indulged in a few drinks. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll take it away then. Um, I did, I did woo Tim Rogers though. Saw Tim Rogers. <laughs> he wooed back. <laughs> what the? When it woo, as in woo, after the game. Oh, I was thinking the other kind. Anyway, that's all right. Maybe yeah, I, I was thinking something completely different. <laughs> oh, no, no, different. no, I didn't take him home. No, blowing, you know, not my time. Nothing's in each other's ears and blowing kisses. Anyway, He's yeah, not... keep going, Kanga. That's all right. Take <laughs> home, you're, you're right, man. I, was, I think I was interrupting Quiz and his woo story. <laughs> <laughs> um, just in terms of tactics, what I took out of it just from a quarter and a half. Uh, our clearance work is quite good. And our ability to lock the ball in at certain stages is very good. When we maintain the pressure, we're very good at locking it in, as most teams are, obviously. One thing I did notice, and it's something we did against Fremantle last year, is when they put players behind the ball, which is what Adelaide did with that web-style defence, and they packed the defence quite tightly at times, giggity, was that we tended to bomb the ball very long, and we, especially even just down the ground from defence, we used to take one mark, and then bomb it. Take a mark, bomb it. And we often just relied on players having the contest and then win the ball at ground level. So I think we're trying to really put that emphasis on contested football this early on in the season. We, just, we still need to iron out a few things. All right, so if you're both done, we might as well <laughs> move on to the preview. I hope I'm not cutting anyone off there. Um, so the game is a mid-afternoon game this Saturday at the Gabba, so I think it's 4.35 at Melbourne time or Fucking God knows what time, because they don't steal in... Um, yeah, it's three, a Queenslander thing, don't worry about it. Three, is it a Queenslander time or our time? Um, uh, right right um, so it's Right-o. Um, I got a message from Joe Lind just the other day, and he's, he's out on the farm just with the family being school holidays, and he's expected to be 31, 32. It's going to be humid, but um, as Kay and I discussed the other night, it's that sort of dewy wetness that you get on the ball and on the ground won't happen until... Or even the sweat, every, even. Yeah, and that's, that's the other thing, is even leather does sweat as well, so that'll happen maybe late in the game, but certainly not while the sun is out. Um, maybe a little bit under lights as the light does, the artificial light does take over. 
Um, for North Melbourne, Anderson is out and Turner is in, um, with Jacobs Hanson the Mullet as the emergency, so um, correct me if I'm wrong there. Uh, for Brisbane, it's Merritt, Green and Zorko. Is that who you've got? Dane Zorko? Yes, yeah. Merritt, Green, Zorko come in for Paparone, Mitch Robinson, who's out for a few weeks, who, so that will affect their contested football, and Good. Freeman, who's one of the youngsters. Cool. Um, so just briefly, how do you see the sort of the game panning out, judging on those ins um, and outs, and, um, and just the conditions and where we're playing, and the issues that we tend to have, um, apart from the last two times we've played in Brisbane or against Brisbane, we've had issues with them, not just them, but also the Gold Coast. So how do you see the game handing out? This is a question to the both of you. Oh, you want to take that quiz for me? Um, I think, you know, I say this every week, but I think this is going to be a pretty nothing game, to be honest, at all. So uh, North should win comfortably. I think um, we got to win the contested ball with Mitch Robinson being out. He's a big, big ball winner for the Lions. <coughs> Excuse me, for the Lions. So... We need to focus on winning that contested ball and using the ball better. Um, I noticed last week we tried to run through the corridor. Uh, Atlee turned it over a bit, but that's all right. But if we can work on that this game as well and work towards a big win, help get a percentage up early in the season, it'll, it'll help us quite a bit with uh, momentum and just attitude, I think. Fair enough. What do you see as the big matchups? Uh, goals seen as every week versus Martin, though. Martin, I rate quite highly. He's a very good ruckman on his day. Um, so I'm excited to see that. Um, excited to see good old Daniel Merritt, see what he does stupid this game. Good old so shit. He's a good old shit truck. He's good to see him <laughs> back in. <laughs> he is. He's a big giant shit truck. He is. <laughs> he really is. Um, is what he is. He's a fuckwit. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> And there's a big rap for Kane Turner. I'm happy for him to come back in, even if it is at the expense of Jed Anderson through injury. That sucks. But um, hopefully Kane can step up and take his opportunity um, against their limited, uh, real, real back line. They've got a very young back line, let's just say that. Yeah. Jeez, they even brought Clay Beans back. Jesus Christ. Um. You know, what I'm, I was actually just thinking, um, another one, who, who is that? Marco Paperone is out. Yep. Um, is McStay still playing? So what they're going with is what they did last week, is a free tour forward line, so free tours. So McStay, he's not really a massive tour, but he counts as one. And Walker, who somehow always just smashes it, even though he's a favourite for Spuddle. And Shash at full. Oh, oh, it's a bit hard to give it to Shaq. Yeah, that's the new guy you're talking about. Um, just well, on the subject of um, the Perrier or the, the carriage Same award. carriage, yep. Sam Kerridge, the Honourable. Um, Daniel Merritt is a perennial favourite for that. Um, you'd probably look at Harris... And- Someone, LTK, I love the Kangas, mentioned Harris Andrews purely because of his shit truck name. Um, and his parents really must fucking hate their son. Um, Taylor, give us that. Tom Bell, um, you mentioned the pre-show. Tom Bell, you asked, is that the same fuckwit that came from Carlton? Yes, it is. Um, hey, yeah, hey, I like him. He's a very good contestable winner. He, he's like basically a, even more... It was as equally hard-headed as Zebo is. Yeah, yeah I'm a big um, fan. But he turns about, it over even more. What about Stephen Martin? In terms no. of... Well, depends. Do you see him as a liability, or do you see him as a, a carriage nominee, or do you see him as a... Ma- no, Martin, no, Martin's quality, good. but he yeah. did get his ass handed to him by Nat Nui, who had, what, 65% or whatever they keep calling it on time on grounds, but... Martin got a lot of disposals last week, but his hit-outs and rack work wasn't 
spectacular at all. Just wondering, Liam Dawson, is Liam Dawson playing for Brisbane? I wonder if there's any relation to um, wonderful Zach Dawson over at um, Brisbane. I don't think he is. I think he's not even a relation at all. Well, that's that's a positive. Ryan Bassanak will be playing in Brisbane, and um, yeah, best of not so luck to him. Um, yeah, I just I don't think he'll have much of an influence. Really mm. couldn't give a fuck. So in terms um, of Sam Kerridge, I would have to say Clay Beams. I know he's been injured a lot, but he's look, he's a he's a spud, and you always will be a spud. Yeah, but it, the idea is someone who is a genuine spud who really turns it on against North Melbourne, whether it is goals and junk time, whether it's... Oh, Buick then. <laughs> Ash McGrath yeah. used to be good at it, but yes. it's definitely Buick. Oh, yeah, I would have said McStay or Paparone. Paparone's not in, so yes, I'd love to give it to Pierce Hanley just because I hate his, hate his <laughs> face. I just don't like his head. <laughs> I really don't. Um, I'm thinking of Ryan Hayden. Same with Tom Rockliffe. Rock, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Josh Greens. Josh Green. Yeah, look, there's probably half a dozen you, you could nominate and... Um, Want to punch. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, Pepperone's out. Oh, Mitch Robinson. Jeez. i tell you, it's just a bit of a... On a pro, because we don't have a, a Brisbane guest on tonight. Guys, what do you think about Mitch Robinson? Do you think he's turned it around since he moved to Brisbane? So away from the Melbourne bubble, he's I don't know, finally pulled his mm. finger out of his arsehole. And I've think always liked him. changed for the better? Is he playing better? Is his attitude better? Um, I think he's just smarter about the way... I know that's a big thing to say for him, but he's actually smarter the way he attacks the football. He knows his limitations. He's finally figured them out. I think he's a very underrated and a very good player. I, 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 do, I rate him. I rate him as a B-class type of midfielder, the one you need in a good team. Well, yeah, obviously I've prefaced that question, and I've gone in with a loaded question because you've seen how I feel with that. I actually think that Robinson has turned it around. He had the potential there, and we, I know we always at North Melbourne like to talk about Mr. Potential or someone having potential. the potential. Um, but I think he's, he's always had it there, but he's just been too much of a dickhead. And he would surely admit that, as would Eddie Betts, his best mate. That it, you know, We've all seen the photos of the two of them and what mm. um, douchebags they look like. Um, but away from that, his football has turned a corner massively. Um, I think he's gone back to the way that he probably used to play, and he's, um, he is very good. Um, you're probably right there, Kate, where you say that he's, he's underrated. I think because people still have this idea that he is a shit playing truck. in that cup. Yeah, that he's a shit truck. He's still playing in the Carlton mentality that he used to have, that he's playing like a piece of garbage. I, I see him, him and Tom Bell is very similar. They're both, you know, big, strong inside mids, but they've always had that reputation of, you know, slam it on the boot. But they're very underrated, very hard footballers. But we're not going to have an easy time winning the contested football. Okay, so in terms of... Okay, so away from that, we'll just sort of we'll cut that off with the the carriage and the Spartan and Brisbane's mm. and stuff. Key matchups: where is it won, where is it lost? Uh, just sort of, I know it was sort of mentioned earlier, but just expand on it a bit more, just both of you, if you can. Um, um, in terms of, to... sorry, mate. Um, in terms of their forward line, as I said before, they have the free tools. So Josh Walker, I see Thompson usually goes to him. Um, is it Shuck? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, it is Shaq, yep. So the good old German spelling there. Um, I see Tarrant going to him. I see Frito following McStay around, because McStay goes up the ground a fair amount from what Great I've watched of Brisbane. Brisbane. That's maybe just last year. I haven't watched enough of him this year. I, don't, I haven't seen any Brisbane stuff this year. Um, Green, I see in terms of Green, McDonald maybe, or we could if he's going to do a defensive job, I see him maybe going to a Hamley type, because Hamley moves all around the ground, up and down the wings. Yeah, I think Gatley goes with Green because he's quick. Yeah, because I know McDonald's played on Green in the past, but I see them trying to turn McDonald into a bit of a defensive midfielder while they transition him into a utility-type player. Um, 
In terms of our forwards, uh, Merritt will just go straight to Petrie. Andrews will go straight to White. In terms of Brown, well, I'm not sure who they'll send to Brown. It's a tough one. Um, that's assuming that the listing on AFL.com.au, as I see it now, the half-forward line has Higgins, White, Brown. Forward line has Garner, Petrie, Thomas. That's assuming that you have all three tools on the ground at the start of the game. Yep. Is, is what we're basing these. But at times there will be three of them on there. Same with Brisbane. Yeah, and that will depend on the rotations and what's happening through the half-forward and mids yep. as well. Um, and who's rotating forward and who's resting forward, whether it's Garner goes back, you know, whether he flies through the middle, whether it's um, Harvey has time up forward or through the mids or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's gonna, there is going to be a bit of that. Um, and then obviously on the bench, you've got Cunnington. Well, on the named bench, to start on the bench, you've got Cunnington, Del Santo, Luke McDonald, Kane Turner, game in. Um, the emergencies are Jacobs, Hanson and Mullet, which we touched on this earlier. Um, and I'm just wondering if any of you guys think there might be a late change. I know last year before, I think it was a bit of a running joke that um, we had the highest amount of late changes of all the clubs. <laughs> yeah, but, I know. That, that used to be like a lately type joke. <laughs> well, I, I think someone was taking the piss there, but, you know, sort of taking that a bit further, even though he, old mate Scott got rid of this so-called chin bonus spirit. Anyway, <laughs> away from that... Um, um, is, is there any chance of one of or any of Jacobs, Hanson or Mullet coming in? Does anyone know about, or does anyone think, oh, yeah, so-and-so? Or it could ja- be Jacobs doesn't have that. a run in the legs to do it. Um, yeah, yep. I don't think so. Even if it's a matchup, even if it's not so much an injury cloud or sickness, even if it's purely, you know, the so-called... Oh, Mullet will be sort. first in, because Hanson, if, if we didn't play him last week, we're not going to play him this week. Well, Mullet, you need the speed, but can you afford the um, <clears throat> 50-50 kicking ability? Yeah, no, well, it depends what they actually want from him because I know he's been playing further up the ground from what I saw in the NAB Cup. So it's really what the coaches think. I'll, I'll back him in if they do bring him in, but where does he play? I see him on the wing, to be honest, and rotating maybe with McMillan down back. But we lost a bit of structure last week when McMillan wasn't, he was a bit too far up the ground. And as soon as they put him back, we got all our structure back. What a surprise. Um, yeah, what about you, Cliff? Any, any ideas? Um, no, not not really. <laughs> Fair enough. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, mate, I went on a bit of a rant there. Well, I just want to ask both of you guys, just while we're sort of just trying to you know, waste time here, uh, the emergencies and what we're talking about of Jacobs, Hanson and Mullet. So Jacobs was what removed from the list or the, the main list or emergencies or whatever last week. Um, that was Turner, wasn't it? Was it Jacobs or Turner? Turner because of a slight tightness in his upper hamstring. That's okay. So that's what I wanted to ask. Was that? Do you think that was genuine, or do you think that was just a, a pure matchup, just just because? I do. Well, okay. Obviously, genuine. you don't know because you're not in the inner scrotum, as TV <laughs> likes to say. But um, I don't know. I just wonder because everyone always has um, sort of a negative thought about things, and they go, "Oh yeah, I bet it's not." All they seem to think, you know, "I bet it's this," and you know, "This is this," and I'm right, and you're I, wrong. I think it's just a case of when the emergencies are warming up, you might just tweak something and go, "Oh, we may as well change it out." Point of thing. Yep. I don't think um, it's anything major. Do you think, and this is probably a really difficult question to ask, but Jed Anderson being out, do you think that would have a severe impact on the way that we would potentially play against Brisbane? What I'm asking is, if Jed Anderson was not injured, and if he was playing this week, and there was no change, would the, res- the potential result, the future result against Brisbane be far different, or do you think it's sort of negligible, or... Well, yeah, we're doing a hypothetical, so there's no real right or wrong answer. Yeah, that, that's, I know, but yeah. I'm, just, I'm just asking the question just because. 
Yeah, I, I get what you mean, because Anderson's a slightly different player in the sense that he's more, slightly more of a midfield type. He's got a bit more pace. Let's face it, Turner's not the quickest bugger in the world, but his pressure's fantastic. So Anderson's basically a pacier midfield version of Turner at the moment, just at the moment. And I hope he develops into a good player. In terms of the impact on the result um, and game style, it's hard to grasp because of what Adelaide did last week with, you know, pushing everyone back. I noticed that we did a little slingshot. So that might affect that, but I really see us focusing on seeing that Brisbane has a lot of decent smalls, and they're going to probably concentrate on getting their midfielders goals as well as the tools, that we're going to try and lock it into our forward half as much as possible through Garner, Harvey, Turner types, you know, working our ass off to make sure that they just put their dis- shaky disposal under pressure. Cool answer. Um, Quiv, just uh, while I've got you, I can hear you in the background. Um, Goldstein and Martin, does Goldstein win that battle comfortably, or is this one of the few times that just win it? Uh, he, I don't think he'll win it comfortably, no. I, I rate Stephen Martin. He's a very, very good ruckman. Um, he's not as good as Goldstein, but who is? But it, it should be a very, very good duel. He's, he's a reasonably fit guy. He can run around uh, with Goldie all day. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how the ruck battle goes. <laughs> Yeah, the reason I mentioned this is in the past, you're right, they have had a very good battle, and Stephen Martin is one of the few ruckmen in the AFL who is at the Goldstein, Todd Goldstein level of AFL ruckmen. Um, there aren't too many others. There's probably maybe three, four that I can think of at the top of my head when I go through all the all the 18 starting ruckmen across the comp. Um, but even so, when you... And I know this is a bit of a side topic, but then looking at teams where West Coast and a few others where they will double-team Goldie, and that just hasn't worked just because he's just so superior. And I'm looking at you, Nick Natanui, and a few others. Um, it just hasn't worked. And because, I mean, what was the stat before um, Kanga? It was something like 56% of time on ground or something. Yeah, because he's, that. Nick Nat still doesn't have a tank. He never will have a tank. He's like and door in that respect. But, yeah, he only had something like 66% on ground. I don't rate him. Anyway, that's for probably another day. But I'll be just gonna oh, you missed topic. the entire main board, but anyway. Oh, I might have to reintroduce myself to... Um, oh, it's the team people. of the week that Spitter to yep. Azza does, and they had a bit of oh, an issue yeah. with people not rating Nick Nats. As soon as you mention Nick Nat, they come running like that. <laughs> they are so protective of him, eh? Is it West Coast? Oh, okay. He's yes. Azza, is he still around? Is he, he must be under a different name. Um, Fazza to Jazza. Oh, uh, is that who it is? I saw that and I thought, I bet that's the same. I thought it was the same writing style. So, yeah, I've picked up a few of the um, the aliases as well. So, slowly yes, getting it's in. a name change. Yeah, I figured that one was, but um, I was just looking at a few of the aliases during the week. And I'm like, oh, I bet I, I can figure exactly who that is. Um, old mate who had his tissue fit. Anyway, um, is there anything else we want to talk about in the preview or are we going to call this a night? We'll call it a night because I want to see if Collingwood lose by 10 goals or 20 goals. <laughs> oh, just an update from Philly Roo. Uh, apparently, Magic Door has killed someone on the field, an under-18 player in the against the AIS, AFL Academy at the MCG prior to the Collingwood-Richmond game, uh, where we have belted the under-18 side, as you'd expect, and I don't know why they've turned it on late in the fourth quarter. All the North Melbourne draftees have been doing really well, Durden included from the previous uh, intake of draftees. And again, I just want to reiterate, thank you again to Giant Row, the North Melbourne media people, uh, whoever's running the Twitter again, and uh, Philly Roo for being at the ground. And well, I hope he you know gets home safely because you know it, it is a rough world there at the MCG when you're dealing with Collingwood people and Richmond people who are 
feral at the best of times. Anyway, boys, I want to thank you again. Uh, it's time to head off to the Collingwood and Richmond game, and hopefully this is a decent match to watch. Uh, thank you again, and I'll see you all next week. Thanks, Matt. Thank you.